Dream Warriors! Oh, I think that's a frog in my throat, but it doesn't matter, we're in a swamp, if you haven't heard the eerie, spooky music, but it is, right now, day 15, we're almost at the 50% waypoint of the 31 Days of Dread, the Dream Warriors podcast, annual event, where we celebrate horror, and horror movies, and classic horror movies, and vintage horror movies, and horror movies that people never even heard of, but now we got something coming from the universe of Netflix, finally, see, last year, Netflix did a huge, awesome, even part, like, part Stephen King original movie rollout for Halloween, but we don't have that this year, this year we have the Apostle, thank you, Netflix, you have given me something new, something original, and holy crap, this movie, this movie got me. It got me in, in a good way. I watched it with someone. It got her too. And it, it played some tricks. So I'm excited. And, uh, you know, we got that Dream Warriors music. That theme music rolling in. So let's just go into the music. Fade away. And come back. Uh, why am I excited? Let let me get into my excitement right now, right away, okay? Uh, this is a new genre. I kind of referenced this, uh, within the, uh, 31 Days of Dread, Day 14, Blade 2, one of the all-time horror action movies, maybe the best. And during that, uh, discussion, uh, I... Essentially, um, oh, something's going off there. Sorry, I'm getting some work emails. <laughs> okay, but no, 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 no. So, during Blade 2, I kind of had, uh, I teased a revelation that uh, something new was coming, and 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 this is it. So, the Apostle did one thing, one thing major, and so this put, so the, the next movie up, I'll, I'll tell you about it right now. Okay, the next movie up was going to be It Follows. Okay, because I kind of, this year, I said I shouldn't just be doing nothing but Discovery, like just watching stuff I haven't seen before or stuff that's long on my list. I should also be discussing some of my favorites. And that kind of started with the uh, Descent. But it was Descent Part 2, and I just had to make that a Descent discussion. I'm sorry. Uh, because the uh, Descent Part 2 uh, is it was very disappointing. Uh, whole like even in concept and execution, it, it, intent, fully disappointing. But it kind of got me going. Like yeah, maybe maybe we should just start doing some of the uh, some of Peter's favorites. Even though, like I think up until last year, I didn't really have a catalog and a battery of favorite horror movies. The my favorite horror movies were the basics. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, definitely the basics, and now I've, I feel more nuanced in horror opinion in all forms, even horror comedies. Okay, so uh, this movie opened up this this idea in me. So I pushed uh, it. It follows so far away right now. I think it's in the twenties as a release because this and my next few discussions are all going to be colonial like New England horror or movies based around it. Okay, and I know there's uh, a potential century jump for some of these, 
but it were this is the loose classification because I feel like it's something new. But it also seems to be a period that uh, young filmmakers are obsessed with, and my God, like that really excites me. And I I feel the this Apostle movie, okay, with uh, a field in England, with uh, <laughs> what, what what am I doing? I'm forgetting the uh, the other one. Um, oh my God. A field in England, which is it should should be the next one. I'm gonna have to go th through my my files right here because I have everything pre laid out. Oh my god, I am I am messing up here. Uh, oh, the witch. Oh my god, and oh my god, I I'm rewatching the witch for tomorrow, uh, <laughs> or like the potentially the uh, the the one right after the the one tomorrow. I'm just messing up here. I'm just messing up, but yeah. So it's it's the Apostle, a field in England, the witch. These movies are a response to something that happened. I'm not even gonna give you the year, but it's response to the village, the Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix movie, the Joker's in this movie, and why why do we have a, a direct response to the village? Now look, I'm this is. This is just uh, like theory, okay? Uh, no one said anything that, that that I could find, but that movie was set up to be a cer certain type of horror movie based on the expectations and and the trailer, and it wasn't that. The movie was one of the biggest gotchas in cinema history that the audience hated because they wanted the movie that was advertised. You know, they wanted a a New England like town new england family uh held together by fear stalked by monsters and we wanted to see how they were going to get out of that situation or what would happen what would happen with the story that was teased and the movie is a major gotcha i will fully discuss um the village because i i i, I watched it as soon as i was done with the apostle like that's how into the apostle i was and the gotcha for the apostle it got me and my my guest uh because the movie did start slow and i kept telling her like look wait for it but along the way uh i'm like i'm not even sure how i would classify this movie okay because it, it has so many different um directions and I really didn't know what the point of the movie was at one point. I didn't know what our antagonist was doing. I didn't know what our protagonist was. Um, and that, it's, I would say some of that is still rocky. Okay, because this movie is also a commentary on isolation, which is why we do not seek isolation. And it's, you know, a commentary on, I, I think I referenced this last year uh, with, with some of the Rob Zombie discussion. Um, there is a threat to isolation because we we're not checked. So this movie is a commentary a little bit on the the Salem witch trials and what what happened in Salem, meaning that uh, a a collective people a group of people collectively can go mad if they're not checked, and that's what happened with the Salem witch trials to the point that you know people died, people got burned alive. Uh, this, uh, I think that idea is driven for horror. Now, 
we have a supernatural element we have a undercover element we have a like like a stalking element and then we also have this brutality that comes from the violence of, of the time element and then we have people who are obsessed with their power so it, it's a, this is a stacked movie, and along the way we have uh, people that like each other. <laughs> we got a little bit of, love, of a love story too. This movie is stacked, okay, and it's nuanced and it's deep. And I really don't want to like spoil the like some of the elements because the movie's so new. And I would maybe be more freely to talk about elements uh, if it was in the theater, okay. Because that's a barrier to entry. But this is Netflix. And we all know someone with a Netflix account. And we, we can go and watch this movie right now. If we wanted to. So why don't we? Why don't we just go talk and go see The Apostle on Netflix. And come back and, and have a spoiler driven discussion. Maybe when Mark returns. Because I got a couple episodes planned with Mark. Maybe. Uh, I can get him to do some spoiler talk with this if I can get him to see the movie. Uh, to tease Mark's return, we will be battling for as long as it takes on The Devil's Candy, which is very highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think IMDb too have high ratings. I don't know where those ratings are coming from. Uh, so I'm going to do a deep dive into some of The Devil Devil's Candy's reviews before I even talk to Mark. And then Mark and I will also be doing Train to Busson, uh, we're looking forward to it. I don't think if that has a, um, I, I, I talk about that movie as a, a, if it's French, but it might be Passan, because it's it's a it's right it's a it's a Korean horror movie. So it's Train to Passan, also available on Netflix, and I do have some other Netflix movies coming. But we're going to go um, starting here. We're going to go into a field in England. We're going to go into the witch, and then we're going to go into the village. Okay, and we're going to discuss the ideas of horror set around, you know, relatively 18th century New England. Okay, and I don't really know. And look, I, I was re-watching uh, A Field in England, and I'm almost like, oh my, like, is this even a horror movie? I don't know, but I'm putting it in, I'm grouping it in, and, and I'm making a collection. So this is very similar to the 90s trilogy. That emerged in my mind live on Dream Warriors. So that's right, another Dream Warriors original. See, the, the 90s monster trilogy is fantastic because we have <laughs> we have Wolf with Jack Nicholson, and we have Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and we have Bram Stoker's Dracula, all within I think four years apart. And coming up behind that is Mary Riley with um <laughs> with Aaron Brockovich. Uh what's her name? <laughs> Uh, Julia Roberts is, is, is in that movie and she plays like a maid to John Malkovich who's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and I, I have not seen that movie so that's even like an expansion of, of, of what I was calling that, that trilogy now it's, now it's a, a quadrilogy or whatever it's a quad it's four movies now and I, I really do like the grouping of all of those movies. And I like the grouping of this movie. Because I feel like we can do a lot with this idea. I think the scenery. The dark skies. The, everything's cloudy. There's no sunlight. I think it all lends into a desperation. Isolation. 
driven horror where everyone around you is potentially equally mad. I don't know if there's another horror setting that enables this outside of like what The Walking Dead kind of like solidified, which is, you know, we can do zombie horror, but the real horror is everyone around us and they're mad. They're more mad than the, than the uh, zombies are hungry. So it's it's interesting. And part of, part of the gotcha for this movie too, it's like it is such a slow burn. And you're just, you're waiting for the hook. You're waiting for the ideas to emerge. And that's why I kept telling my lady friend. I said, lady friend, you got to wait for it. Because we were like kind of tense watching it. And, and we, we literally just finished watching It Follows. I'm like, look, we have to watch It Follows. I need it for the 31 Days of Dread. She was cool with it. We literally flipped out about It Follows. There was a lot about that movie that had left my gray matter that returned Okay, especially the beginning. I forgot how that movie begins. And uh, oh my god. It Follows is so much further down the line. I feel bad. But I will I might watch it again. So, you know, for a third time ever. Uh, before the 31 Days of Dread is out. And before I sit down and do that recording. Because I prefer to do recordings fresh. Everyone knows this. But no, look. The Apostle is a movie... That sets it up. That takes its time. Uh, it, 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 it was searching. It, it went into my heart. What I love. Because we have a, a guy in the train. Reading a note. That went to a flashback. Okay. That's how this movie begins. It's a guy. That has problems. On the train to a place with more problems. Okay. It is a it is a horror setup. It's no different than like Sleepy Hollow, which also is grouped with these movies. Okay, maybe the beginning of the New England horror would be Sleepy Hollow. Watch, I'm pretty sure we right we did that later for Thirty One Days of Dread. I might re-explore that. I might show, I might have to find another Sleepy Hollow movie to to add with these, but not not before it follows. That will be after it follows. So. To tease a little bit, we do have two episodes coming up with Mark. Potentially three. It depends what we have to the table. Halloween, the update reboot sequel. I don't know what we're calling it. comes out this Friday. It comes out two days from now. Two days. Okay? Because I'm pretty sure it's got Thursday showings. That is going to hit theater soon. Uh, I, might, I might break some of my social conditioning and see that movie by myself. Uh, I don't know why, but I kind of want to. And I think it would be cool to see a scary movie with an audience. Like, all by myself. I don't know why, but I'm very much drawn to that. But yeah. <laughs> so, it's it's incredible. We got some, we got some really cool things coming up. Um, Netflix also has... Uh, so, I... Oh, so, real quick. So, I don't know if I'm going to do it. If I'm going to see Halloween... Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of like, I like the idea that we did a new movie for the 31 Days of Dread with Venom. I really like the idea of us doing it with Halloween. Uh, it's I think it's a part of it. And I, th- I forget what came out later. I think Annabelle might, might come out came out a year ago and and I you know like didn't do it. I should have went to go see Annabelle for the 31 Days of Dread. So this year we will have two like pretty much brand new movies uh, talking about in real time. On the 31 Days of Dread, the Dream Warriors annual podcast event celebrating Halloween and horror movies one day, one day for 31 straight days. And, and I'm so grateful to have all of you with me. So what, what are some of the elements uh, outside of the, the gotcha 
that I'm drawn to about this. So th- this movie even stacks different types of horrors and, and goes into different types of fears. It goes into a little bit of jigsaw and hostile. Okay, yeah, it goes into torture porn. It, it goes into supernatural. Okay, it, 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 it dances with the unknown. It dances with criminality. What criminals could do if they built their own society. Okay, it goes with kidnapping and the rich. Okay, and the threat of those people. I, w- I was just reading. I think the the, the youngest richest man in uh, Africa just just got kidnapped. <laughs> He's like worth like I think like thirty four billion dollars or something. Just got kidnapped. And that's 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 our movie that gets us to where we're going. The um the movie dances with the unhinged, and then it dances with isolation and a society that is built against you. So this is a deep, deep horror movie that really uh, you give it credit and you give it love because it swings for the fences. And uh, and I want to see this movie again, but I also wanted to sit a little. I want I, I I will say this, even though I feel like I say this often. I do want to return to this movie. So we have another discussion here because the boy Gareth Evans. He, he's our uh, filmmaker. He's the guy that made this movie. 2018. What else can we see by this guy? We can see one of the, the best modern day action movies. And they're foreign movies. And he's uh, <laughs> he's made two of the best foreign action movies of the modern day. And is The Raid and The Raid 2, 2011 and 2014. Those are some of the most legit horror movies i mean legit action movies that you can imagine the fight scenes alone are incredible okay so this dude is a rising star uh i think he's connected somehow to the dc eu i say fine you can give him all kinds of cool projects give him yeah i think the dc app the the dc universe streaming should just give him a unlimited budget and tell him to do Neil Gaiman's The Same Man. Okay? Or do a full out Swamp Thing series. Okay? I've, I really feel like those two concepts he would really... Uh, but he can also do action. So th- those are concepts like similar to The Apostle. But the guy can also do action. If he does action, give him a Blue Beetle Booster Gold live action uh, movie. Yeah. I said it, and you, we can use Booster Gold to explain some of the, the weird future side visions uh, that plague the DCEU. We can, we, can, we can have him like bring clarity to some of that. You know, let Booster Gold come from a future that is dominated by Darkseid and reveal Darkseid in the first five seconds of that movie. We have ourselves a winner, ladies and gents. But no, uh, Gareth, Garth, right? It's pronounced Garth. Garth Evans is legit. He, he's a legit dude and i really do look forward to everything he has coming uh this guy should be on your radar like put him on your google alerts and you know let's all do a little bit of what what he did uh, th- this dude lived in a foreign country for years learning filmmaking to make his way back or make his way into the american market he did whatever it took and we can all do some of that we can all do a little bit of what it takes i was talking with with, with a friend of mine uh 
she lives in Prague. She moved to Prague. And she literally was crying because of her workload. Okay, that's how much work she has to do. Okay, she, she, she left this country for another opportunity. And she's literally crying at the amount of work that she has before her. Now, when I saw and heard that, not, not saw it, but when I heard it because I'm talking to her. Um, I felt like I, I saw it because I really, really broke my heart. It was a, you know, a hell of an opportunity. We're talking serious, serious money here. You know, like, and we all want things in life, and a lot of things we want in life come through work. But are we really working? You know, like that's what we have to ask ourselves. I don't think we are unless we're crying. You know, from doing it so much. You know, like crying from the pressure, crying from getting it right, crying from pleasing our contemporaries, you know, and the people we work with. Yeah, but then again, too, this is also a position where uh, she um, she 100%, uh, you know, can write her own ticket uh, when she completes this this year. Okay, it's 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 irrefutable. She she has a rare corporate ticket, a golden ticket, and I give her a lot of credit because she's probably one of the strongest people I know. But the point I'm getting at, because I'd like to sign off with a little, you know, like a little something. Uh, day fourteen was go buy a a mystery flavor bag of chips, a flavor you think you're going to hate and try it. Because I'm part of Dream Warriors for me was completely taking myself out of the comfort zone. And I try and nudge everyone here listening. Do something different that takes you out of your comfort zone. and But enjoy it along the way. And yeah. So by that I mean. We're not really working on anything. In, in, unless we're ready to cry. Unless we can cry in a heartbeat. As soon as we start pouring our heart out about it. So have I been working hard on Dream Warriors? On my comic? On building or rebuilding my design business, you know, or what I'm doing on eBay. Have I been crying doing any of these things? I have not. I don't think I've been working hard enough. So I'm going to work harder. I'm going to work harder to make Dream Warriors better, more more consistent. I'm going to be working triple time to make Dream Warriors great and to get it promoted and to be better when I'm talking to all of you and thank you everyone that is joining me because I see it in the analytics and it blows my mind but thank you all but I'm going to I'm going to hit it until I cry just like my friend who believe it or not that was inspirational but look rock and roll you guys got something to watch on Netflix tonight watch the apostle and we're going to do a couple other Netflix movies before the 31 days are out. But that's not going to be probably until day 21, 22. So, hey, I love you all. Don't get too scared out there. I know it's Halloween. But get yourself a Snickers bar. Work hard. Make yourself cry. And rock and roll.